G'day! Now, before we dive into today's episode, which you might notice sounds a little bit different, I'm giving you a heads up that my online certification, my NLP immersive certification, which I don't know, do you know I run that? I run it usually once a year. I usually open it in December. It's called Be Your Own Coach 2023. It's opening this month on the 21st of November. This is a six-month coaching and education and transformation immersion with me as your coach and teacher. It's open to anyone who's ready to learn the best kept secret of high performers and healing all in one. It's a coaching certification, meaning you'll walk out at the end with the skills not only to use on yourself, but if you want to, other people as well. Maybe clients, family members, friends, anything that you want. So go to hayleycart.tv forward slash NLP dash training. I'll pop the link in the show notes to get notified as soon as we open because spaces are limited. Okay, on to the show. Welcome back. Empowerment, you can go home now, literally. It just won't cut the mustard when it comes to imposter syndrome. I want to talk about this with you today. I have lots of conversations about imposter syndrome with my high performing clients who often don't feel like they are performing at a high level or that they would even identify as a high performer because of this. And what I'm about to share with you today, my friend, is not what you might expect on the topic of imposter syndrome. I'm going to share two different perspectives on imposter syndrome. And as you listen, I want you to think of me like your blunt mate who says what you really need to hear, but it's not always easy to hear. Okay, I'm just going to pre-frame that for you, give you a little bit of warning. I really hope this podcast feels like that for you a lot of the time anyway, but here we go. So many of my clients struggle with imposter syndrome. It's a patriarchal problem. It's way more prevalent in women. You can multiply this many, many, many times if you're a woman of color too. We've been socialized not to take up too much space or take too many men's jobs, not to be too opinionated, not to lead, not to be too loud, not to be too much. So often when a woman tells me they have imposter syndrome, I give them two ways to look at it. Number one, If you have imposter syndrome, it's likely you just have an outdated idea of yourself, meaning you've probably already been given the role or got the job promotion, been given the stage, which means whoever gave it to you thinks you're already more than good enough to be there. And you're the one who needs to update who you think you are within yourself. It doesn't mean you're not good enough to do the job. It doesn't mean you're not ready. It doesn't mean you're an imposter. It means you're still thinking about yourself like who you were before. And it's time to update who you know yourself as. Imposter syndrome means you have an outdated idea of who you are. But there's another part of this. And this is where I'm going to become your blunt sister slash friend. What about those times when it actually hasn't happened yet? Like you're putting your hand up and you're not actually sure. Think about the last time you sat in front of someone kind of intimidating. The key word is intimidating, maybe in a good way, maybe in a not so good way, but they had something that you wanted. Maybe they keep brushing you off for a pay rise, even though you've earned it. Maybe you wanted them to give you a job. Maybe they're your absolute dream client and you want to impress them 
so much that they sign up to work with you as their coach. Maybe you're applying to get into a prestigious form of study or a job and they're interviewing you. They've got the job, you want the job. Oh, I know, maybe it's a bank manager and you're applying for a loan or finance for something and you're terrified of being rejected. Maybe you're even just reaching out to see if you can, you know, rearrange your finances a little bit and you're terrified of being rejected. Or maybe what you want from them is a little more acknowledgement. Maybe it's a little more close to home. Maybe it's acknowledgement or for this person to respect your boundaries when you set them. Maybe they're a client. Maybe they're a partner. Maybe you want them to pay you money that's owed to you for work that you have done and you have to have a confronting conversation. These are common everyday situations we find ourselves in as humans, no matter who you are. The person who you might feel intimidated by could be someone that you love very much, and this could be happening in your own home. So what do we do? (laughs) Oftentimes, we overthink it for days, months, weeks, even years on end. Sometimes we say nothing and resentment builds up because of that feeling of, I can't say anything. Think back to that last time you felt this way, just for a moment. The person in front of you feels intimidating, not always in a bad way, but they have something that you want and you're not sure if you can actually get it. You're not sure if you're good enough, worthy enough, being too much by asking for it, being a pain in the butt. If you sound like a whinger, you're not sure if they're going to give it to you. You're not sure if they're going to be fair. How did you feel? slightly out of your depth, maybe hopeful, like the control or the power wasn't in your hands, maybe a bit of pressure, like if you didn't get it absolutely right, the moment and the opportunity might pass and you're not even sure what the right thing to do or say even is. I want to talk about the biggest mistake we make when we're stepping into new territory and we're doubting ourselves as humans, as coaches with our clients, and also as human beings with ourselves. When we're feeling like an imposter for even asking for what we want, even if we deserve it, setting a boundary or putting up our hand for the next level. The biggest mistake we make is we try to replace skill with empowerment. I'll say that again. We try to replace skill with empowerment. What do I mean by empowerment? Well, I looked it up on the Googs. The process of becoming stronger and more confident, especially in controlling one's life and claiming one's rights. Another way to describe it is authority or power given to someone to do something. Well, that sounds pretty cool. So how do you actually become stronger and more confident, especially when it comes to controlling your life and claiming your rights? How do you become stronger and more confident if you don't feel stronger and more confident enough to go for the things that would make you feel stronger and more confident? Who gives it to me, the power and authority? How can I just go from being who I am today to being stronger in a new role in an instant? Like yesterday, I wasn't a manager. Today, I'm the boss of other humans. Do we magically just change? Well, confidence is a byproduct of taking action. So is motivation. But what happens if someone is in the way of that action? And most importantly, why do I cringe when I hear someone say they empower people for a living? Language matters is why. Because skill, 
breeds true, genuine empowerment. Not just empowerment for the sake of it, right? They're related, but they're separate. Skill without empowerment can mean you just hope to be recognized, like you're really talented, but you know, you don't go for the things that you want. You're hoping to be recognized or saved or picked by someone else in some situation. Sometimes though, empowerment's not really required because the skill will actually speak for itself. But empowerment without skill in a high stakes situation where the power is out of your hands, this is a recipe for a motivated idiot to get through too many loopholes too far down the line and make a fool of themselves and cause a mess for others. And side note, if you're a coach and you want to really have an impact with your work, it's a recipe for the worst kind of imposter syndrome, the one you think you can motivate your way out of. Now let's make this all real for a second. I'm speaking contextually. If I'm a surgeon, I can feel as empowered as I want, as confident as I want about my ability or my excitement for the medical field. At the end of the day though, if I don't have the skill to properly remove the organ, I can't do the job I'm supposed to do. I'm a medical enthusiast. I'm not a surgeon. If I'm an athlete, and this happens so often in the world of talent pools, I can have the best attitude, the most enthusiastic work ethic, the strongest team spirit. I can be very, very punctual to training. But at the end of the day, if I can't catch the ball and run in the right direction or punch a person between the eyes with good timing, it doesn't matter. I can't do the job I'm supposed to do. I'm a motivated, possibly fit person, not an athlete. Now, let's think about this from a coaching perspective. Now, I'm a coach. You might be a coach listening to this. Let's say I'm a coach for women in the corporate world and I help them prevent burnout, increase productivity and improve their work-life balance. And I sit down in front of my corporate high flyer client who has one opportunity in the middle of the pandemic to ask for the pay rise they deserve after a few years of being brushed. And that opportunity is tomorrow. The stakes are high. I could be the most empowered coach on Instagram, (laughs) like with all the best memes. But if I don't have the skill of coaching this person to make sure they have nothing in their mind, which would cause them to hesitate to ask for exactly what they want, to feel prepared to meet with pushback and have unarguable responses and results to justify the reason for their request, plus enough leverage in the conversation to make sure she walks out of there with a result on top of feeling excited, gracious, and absolutely unafraid of hearing a no. I can't actually do the job I'm supposed to do. I'm an enthusiastic person who has read a few books and I have some trendy meme marketing skills, not a coach. Now, that was pretty harsh, right? But I'm making a point. My friends, we're staring down the barrel of a recession right now. Who knows what will happen in the next five years? I'm not here to speculate, but the thing is, in the past two years, the barrier for entry to becoming an expert enthusiast has drastically lowered, meaning anyone with an Instagram account can go viral as someone who empowers others. Access to motivational videos, books, stories, and memes are even written on people's t-shirts at the gym now. We don't need that. When the shit hits the fan, Mate, you don't need empowerment. You don't need motivation. You need a skill you can rely on. Empowering them isn't enough. Empowering yourself 
isn't enough. You can't empower yourself out of a pickle. You need skill. Empowerment without skill is just hope. Skill plus empowerment is true power. We don't rise to the occasion. We sink to the level of our training. And genuine power, confidence, and authority isn't earned, created, and built through empowerment on its own. It's developed through skill. Skill that's fortified under experience, time, practice, and pressure. For example, in martial arts, the skill you develop isn't just kicking and punching really fast. That's a skill, right? But the skill, it's finessing your ability to do it under pressure. And I'll talk about that in the next episode. But it's about knowing what to do and how to do it, and then being able to do it under different circumstances with different levels of pressure at the same level of quality. To be skilled is to know how to kick and punch and hit a target. To be empowered is to be able to walk into a ring, have a bad few rounds, be behind on the scoreboard, the pressure is up, there's 30 seconds left on the clock, and a world title is at stake, and to be trained to know what to do in that situation to turn it around. The empowerment exists because when the shit hits the fan, you're skilled enough to do something about it. Empowerment is about knowing how to find order in chaos or create order in chaos for yourself. It's about inch by inch, bit by bit. By the way, you can get yourself out of any pickle bit by bit. Empowerment is really helpful, but it will not cut the mustard on its own. So empowerment, you can go home now as a solution to all the problems. And let's focus on developing empowerment through finessing a skill and training a person to practice that skill under all kinds of different circumstances. So they feel empowered to be able to do it under pressure. When we used to train order from chaos, my coach used to make us line up and he would say, right, you have 30 seconds on the clock. You're three points down. It's the final bout it's the world titles. If you don't get at least four points in the next 30 seconds, you lose your entire world title. The two years you've been training for, you've flown overseas, you've spent all this money, all this time, all this energy, you lose. You have 30 seconds, you need to get four points. And the person in front of you, they don't want you to get the point. All they need to do is prevent you from getting a point because if they do, they win. You have 30 seconds, go. It was the best darn training I ever had. You know why? Because I flew to England. I got into a semi-final fight. I got kicked in the head two times. I was so many points down and there were 30 seconds left on the clock and I wanted to win. So while it looked like the stakes were really high, my luck was down. I'd actually been trained to know exactly what to do in that circumstance And you know what? The incredible fighter in front of me, they relaxed and I was able to get out of that situation. But I've been trained to do so. I've seen people absolutely buckle under that kind of pressure. You know, there's people watching, there's lights and there's cameras and whistles and people screaming at you with what to do. There's a timer on the clock. There's a scoreboard, not to mention like the person in front of you kicking and punching in your direction. And we train for that. That is empowerment. Because that's the moment where it doesn't matter what's happening, you can still focus. So why am I saying all this? kind of sounds like I'm dissing empowerment, isn't it? Like, isn't that the whole point of this podcast? Well, yes and no, right? But often we have imposter syndrome and it's a really great sign that you're already actually where you're supposed to be. You've done it. 
You just have an outdated idea of yourself and it's time to get with the program. You're pretty cool. You've got it. Not always though, right? Sometimes we actually have imposter syndrome because we're truly not in need of more motivation. We're actually in need of more skill. Your gut instinct isn't saying, motivate me. It's saying, dude, I'm out of my league. I'm running on hope. I am totally punching above my weight. Help me. Seriously, you don't need someone jumping up and down and yelling at you. You can do it. You may think you do because it feels quite good in the moment. It feels really good, actually. We all love to feel good, right? But here's the thing. What about Monday morning? What about when it's you on your own, back at work, and the stakes are high, and you don't have someone yelling at you anymore because the weekend workshop is over? And the excitement of that totally empowering mean that you just scrolled over in Instagram in the morning or that ultra high energy coach that you've been speaking to, it's worn off. You're left there, no one to call, to swim on your own. And something tells you deep in your gut, I'm out of my depth here. I don't know what to do and I have no time to do anything about it. Your stomach sinks, your throat closes. Positive thinking can quickly spiral into toxic positivity without skill, perspective, and self-reflection to back it. My friend, you don't need motivation. Often you need skill and practice and to let your emotions just be there and to get the thing done. Motivation's a byproduct anyway. That skill that I'm talking about when it's practiced and trained under many different circumstances will give you something more sustainable than motivation. It gives you experience, tried and true. That's empowering. So if you know this is you, and as we stare down the barrel of the next five years with all the uncertainty ahead, I want you to know that now is the time to upskill, whether it's your leadership, your coaching, your communication, negotiation. Maybe it's just your relationship. Maybe it's your financial literacy. Take a course, hire a mentor in your industry. If you want to fortify a feeling of empowerment in uncertain times, it takes time, it takes patience and true willingness to be a little bit uncomfortable while you put the pressure on and practice that skill under different circumstances. But that's how experience and genuine empowerment is fortified. Now, no one's perfect. We can all use a little upskilling at any time. And I really want you to know that if you can combine the knowledge that often we just have an outdated idea of ourselves alongside the willingness to constantly be upskilling, you'll become so valuable in your own marketplace. You will have leverage when it comes to having higher stakes conversations and being in higher stakes circumstances. And you'll rise to the top very easily, very effortlessly very quickly. Start where you are, ask what's next and go from there. Empowerment is so useful when you're skilled, but without skill, eh, it's just hope and nice memes. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, my friend. I believe in you. I'm totally empowering you right now. And remember, everything you want is so much closer than you think. So stay curious and stay open. Ciao for now.